Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The NFL Draft, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is coming on. And I will say this. And I know that there were some hokey moments at times. There were some points over the weekend where maybe it got just bizarre with Roger Goodell, you know, sitting there in his chair or... You know, maybe it's some of the musical acts that were getting into the mix. But we wondered how the NFL would go about pulling off an event of this magnitude. How would the NFL find a way over three days to orchestrate a draft in the most unique, in the most different manner imaginable? I think all in all, the NFL deserves a massive round of applause. I think the folks over at ESPN and the NFL Network deserve a massive round of applause because whether it was on Thursday night for the first round, whether it was Friday, and I can tell you this, this was the most dialed in I have ever been to a second and a third round of the NFL draft. I mean, it was like an appointment viewing TV for me. I mean, pick for pick, uh, soundbite for soundbite. I was as dialed in as it gets. And I even found myself on Saturday sitting there for a little bit watching the draft because, again, it's the only game in town. It is the only outlet we have. So to finally have something that in some way, shape, or form was going to be newsworthy, in some way was going to be something that would generate a talking point, I was all about it. And here's the biggest compliment I could give the draft this weekend. Yes, once we find some sense of normalcy, the league will want to have the draft in Vegas or Nashville or Cleveland, Ohio or Philadelphia or New York, whatever the city may be. They're going to want to make the draft an event because, listen, when you can pack hundreds of thousands of people and you can make millions upon millions of dollars, Shay, you're not going to deny it being a money-making opportunity. But, you know, the way we got the insight 
from like every coach's GM's home was kind of cool. And I wonder if we're going to see that now continue to be a trend moving forward. We know many of these teams are going to want to have every single one of their cronies in there. The scouting department guy, uh, the director of player personnel type of uh, you know human being, whoever it may be. They're going to want the whole group and gang back together. But there were many elements of this NFL draft that I, for one, really, really liked and really, really enjoyed. Now, as we get into the big winners and the big losers, we got to start first with the two locals. Because when we left you on Friday morning, the New York Jets were a football team that got their top-notch tackle in Mekhi Becton. Still had a glaring hole at wide receiver. And we said if they left his draft without getting a receiver on Friday night, that it was going to be inexplicable. It was just going to be impossible to deal with if you were a fan of this team knowing how important this position may be aside from the offensive line. I mean, it's a one and one a type deal. And I'm sure for many Jeff fans, when Joe Douglas trades back in the second round and you see Higgins off the board early and you see Michael Pittman Jr. off the board early and you see Claypool ending up going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was this question of, well, who exactly is my team going to get at wide receiver? Now, this is why if you're a general manager, you got to stick to your guns. It's why you got to value your board. It's why you got to have some sort of sense of how things are going to play out because Joe Douglas, to me, comes away looking quite good when he goes and makes the trade down in this draft and still, for all intents and purposes, gets the receiver he wants in Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Seemed like that was a guy who was a target for the New York Jets going into day two. Now, was it the top target? Was it the number one target? I have no idea. We'll never know. Unless you were in that Jet war room, unless you have the board that is maybe in front of Adam Gaze or Joe Douglas or other people in the organization, we'll never know. But to go and accumulate a couple extra picks on a team that has, might I add, a whole lot of holes, I thought it was a stroke of genius. So I give Joe Douglas a major round of applause for not only making that move, but his first overall draft with the New York Jets, I give it quite the grade. Because the Becton pick in the first round was a must. He gets his receiver in the second round. Now, I know some people were surprised that the Jets went with Davis, the safety out of California. It could tell you one of two things. It could tell you that, number one, the Jets are maybe thinking about life after somebody like Marcus May. I would put it at a very slim chance they're looking at life without Jamal Adams. I still expect him to be here. I expect him to be a cornerstone on this team. But... It's the idea of moving on from a safety or it's the fact that you have a very creative and innovative defensive coordinator who may, in this passing league that we live in, find a way to, dare I say, 
get all three safeties for next year involved in the game plan. So Douglas may have had him as a best player on the board type deal. And in the third round, after you got your tackle, after you got your wide receiver, I'm okay with it. And people are raving about the defensive end they got out of Florida. A lot of people believe he could be an instant contributor for this team. That's great. They go and get a running back, which we talked about on Friday as an idea of thinking down the road and thinking about life without Le'Veon Bell. And after his cap hit next year, it is no longer an abomination. They can easily move on. The Bryce Hall pick out of Virginia was a brilliant pick because if you talk to anybody who is tied into the world of college football. And I watch a whole lot of ACC football, unfortunately. I watch a whole lot of Clemson whoopings and, you know, my Syracuse team putting up a ton of points and not being able to guard me and you. But Bryce Hall was a guy who, before his gruesome injury, was probably slotted to be anywhere from a second to a third round pick. You got him in the fifth round. We know the Jets have a needed corner. The minute Bryce Hall gets himself back on the field, I think he could play. Now, if I had two, well, one critique, because I don't have a problem with them taking a punter. We got into it with our buddy, Will in Albany, who called the Saturday show and was critiquing the idea of taking a punter in the sixth round. I, for one, had no problem with it because, listen, special teams matters. That's number one. Two, we're talking about the sixth round. Three, we're talking about a team that had two third-round picks. We're talking about a team that had three fourth-round picks and a fifth-round pick. So it's not like the Jets had like four picks and one of them was a punter. I I think that's a much different deal. I'm okay with the punter pick. I'm not in love with the idea of taking a backup quarterback in the fourth round. I'm not. Especially when you see a guy like Tyler Johnson who was on the board ending up going to Tampa where he's going to flourish, you mark my words, as the number three guy between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And how about Tampa? going with two golfers in this draft, two guys that I absolutely love, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Tyler Johnson. I loved both of those guys in college. And I know there were some concerns about Tyler Johnson, the way he handled not going to certain events and, you know, taking it personally. He got skipped for the senior ball. That kid can play. When I watched him and I saw him at big games, I liked the performance. So that was a guy I might have had my eyes on if I were the Jets maybe with one of my fourth or maybe my fifth round pick. That's a minor critique though with Joe Douglas. So I I am not going to make this out to be like the overarching theme of his draft and his first draft with the Jets. And I will make this perfectly clear. I can evaluate a draft by the way you address needs, by the way you attack the board, by the way you go about your business. You know, we can do those things. Ultimately, grading the draft is about three and four years down the road. Who's still on the team? Who's making an impact on the league? Who did you pass up on? We had that fun exercise last week going through so many what could have been, whether it was my team, the Dolphins, your team, the Jets, the Giants. The list goes on and on and on. But from a need standpoint, the Jets got themselves two offensive linemen. They got themselves a wide receiver. They got themselves a defensive end. They got themselves a running back. They got themselves a cornerback. Those are all positions that I had circles saying, you got to go get. Did they get the right players? Remains to be seen. 
But from watching Joe Douglas's draft from afar, I thought he did a damn good job. And I follow a bunch of guys on Twitter who cover the AFC's teams. Because, listen, I'm a Dolphins fan, as you know. Obviously, I'm following Buffalo Bills guys. I want information there. I'm following Patriot guys. I want information there. And let's just say the beat writers in the other cities in the AFC East throwing bouquets the way of Joe Douglas. That should tell you something. That other NFL people, NFL media types, who are not exactly dialed in to every last move that the New York Jets are making, are giving them a rousing round of applause. I think this was a damn good draft for the Jets. I think you should be very happy and very satisfied. You want me to nitpick something? I'll nitpick the idea of taking a backup quarterback as high as they did. And there's another team. Actually, there are two teams that we will get to later on that made that far more of a primary focus. Not just in the fourth or the fifth round. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in the first to the second round. And one of them is beyond head spinning. The other one is interesting. I don't love it, but it's interesting. Now, let's get to the Giants. The Giants on Friday, to me, needed to make a finding a defensive stud a top-notch priority. I have been screaming for weeks. They got to get a pass rusher. They got to get a pass rusher. They got to get a pass rusher. And in many ways, I'm very disappointed that the Giants could not find a pass rusher, really, with the primary picks of this draft. That said, sometimes when a player you never in a million years ends up on your board and you're picking fourth overall in the second round, it's impossible to pass up. It's impossible to overlook. That's exactly the way I would feel with Xavier McKinney being a second-round pick for the New York Giants. No, it was not the primary need of this team. You could have made the argument for uh, Gross Matos, the Penn State kid who ended up going to Carolina. You could have made the case for Epinenza, who ends up going to the Buffalo Bills and he's probably going to fill the shoes of Shaq Lawson. Xavier McKinney, if you looked at any of the mock drafts, if you guys dived into this sort of stuff and you were kind of following along in these days leading up to the draft, I mean, Xavier McKinney was a player that most people had anywhere from 14 to 24. This was a player who was expected to be a mid-first-round type of pick. When you are sitting there in the second round and a player of that caliber is there, I got no problem if you're going to go and get him. And Xavier McKinney is a playmaker. We know Joe Judge has the ties to the Alabama program. So my gut feel is that Joe Judge was very much involved in making this pick. This to me reeks of Joe Judge wanting some pedigree from Bama. And I think you're going to love Xavier McKinney. All of a sudden, the Giants have put a whole lot of resources in the last two years into that secondary. When you think about the DeAndre Baker pick from last year, when you think about the Julian Love pick out of Notre Dame, now you look at Xavier McKinney, you got Peppers coming over in the Beckham trade, and Bradbury, who he ended up signing from the Carolina Panthers. Giants have focused on that secondary. Secondary last year, 
You didn't see the results. Maybe it was the inexperience of some of the young corners you had. Maybe it was the fact that you needed another playmaker. You needed that center fielder back there. And Xavier McKinney can do those things. I think that was a no-brainer pick for the Giants. Because you can make the case he was easily the best player available. Now, the rest of their draft, whole lot of focus on offensive linemen. And we know Dave Gettleman's been screaming for years about the quote-unquote hog mollies. We got one in the first round in Andrew Thomas. He got another in Matt Pert out of Connecticut. Is he going to be a guy ready to start right away? We shall see. Then they go get Lemieux out of Oregon. You better find some contributors on that offensive line. The top half of the giant draft, I like it. I think the bottom half, they look to maybe fill a couple of needs. They brought in a bunch of outside linebackers. We'll see if one of them could get to the quarterback. We'll see if one of them can be the answer that has eluded this franchise now for quite some time. A franchise that really grew accustomed to, in many ways, the idea of getting to the quarterback at will. The idea of being able to rush four and putting together one of the best pass rushes the league has seen in maybe in 20 years with Strahan and Tuck and OCU Minora and Matthias Kiwanuka and all the guys that were running out there. But I look at the first two picks the Giants made, I'm thrilled. Andrew Thomas and Xavier McKinney, to me those are two guys that will have very bright NFL futures. I'd be buying stock in both of those players. Dave Gettleman's got to do a heck of a lot better than that, though. This has got to be the start of the Giants turning around. You know, John Mara said it best. He goes, I can tell you I feel great. I can tell you that we're turning things around, but you guys are too smart to kind of take that hook line and sinker until you start seeing wins. And you know what? From a Giants standpoint, he is a 1,000% right. We could talk about, you know, a couple of good draft picks. We could talk about the young quarterback and the dynamic young running back going into his third year. Until the Giants start winning games, that foundation, those building blocks, that future, it's going to be tough to realize. Wins will cure all of that. Sometimes the NFL could be that simple. And when you're a franchise like the Giants that has so much pedigree, that has had so much success, and in recent years has in many ways fallen flat on their face, you don't want those promises. You want results. We'll see if this draft class is going to produce and perform with major results. We shall see. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.